Seven Lamb Productions presents to you End of All Hope Season 2 Episode 13 Chicken Noodle It felt like a whole day had passed, and we were still in the basement. No one came to visit us. The room was dark, and every so often I could feel critters crawling on my legs. I wasn't scared of roaches or mice or spiders, but it still wasn't pleasant not knowing what was crawling on me. Well, I guess things could be worse. Really? We could see the things crawling all over us. You know it doesn't bother me. Being in the field... Rivers, swamps, or marshes? As I remember, you were the one who hated roaches. I am definitely not a fan. You holding up okay? I am. What about your leg? I try not to think about it. We had been talking to keep our minds distracted. Mark was still in pain, and the man next to us tried mumbling every so often. But it was pointless. We couldn't understand him. I had no idea what time it was, but hours had to have passed. Finally, the door opened. A bit of light crept in. I couldn't see who it was, but they carried a tray. Was it food? My stomach growled. The light came on. It was a younger girl, maybe 18. She wore ripped jeans and a flannel shirt with the sleeves rolled up. She had dark hair and darker eyes. She seemed intimidated. Her eyes darted back and forth. Eventually, she walked over to Mark. Hello? Hi. I hope you're Melissa. I am. I noticed she didn't carry food on the tray but there were utensils and bandages. Are you here to fix my leg? She nodded, shyly. I turned my attention to another figure descending the stairs. It was Adam again. He didn't come all the way down, stopping halfway and bending down to peer in. You okay, honey? Yes, Dad. They can't hurt you. I know. Do you want me to send Ben down? I'm okay. Okay. I have some work to do. But if they try anything, you just holler. You got that? Yes, Dad. Adam eyed me a second before heading back upstairs. He left the door open. I guess he wasn't too worried about us escaping. So, nursing school? Yes. I guess that makes me feel somewhat comfortable. I guess she wasn't 18 then. But she looked young. The girl rolled up Mark's jeans to expose the wound. It looked bad. I'm not seeing any booze on that tray. She pulled out a small flask from her back pocket. This is all we have. The rest was taken. She looked over to the gagged man. What is it? Whiskey. My dad's. 
I was going to use it to clean the wound, though. It's the only thing I have. Can I have a sip? She thought about it for a moment, then nodded. And then maybe something to bite down on? That she had. She held up a large wooden spoon. Oh, shit. It's going to hurt. I know. Melissa poured some of the whiskey in his mouth. Mark swallowed and then opened his mouth for the spoon. Melissa slid it in long ways, and Mark bit down. I'm going to have to dig around to find it. Mark nodded. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. The young girl poured some whiskey on his wound. Ah! Mark winced in pain. But now came the worst part. Melissa grabbed a pair of tweezers and pushed into the gash and fiddled around. It was hard to watch Mark in pain. Luckily, Melissa was able to find the bullet quickly. I think it hit your tibia. Otherwise, it would have gone straight through. Wait a second. Got it. She pulled out a large silver bullet. You okay? Mm-hmm. Keep that in. I have to stitch you up now. And she did. Poor Mark. Melissa moved quickly and thoroughly, though. Fuck! You should be okay. Thank you. She nodded and put away her things. She stacked everything back on the tray and came over to me. She looked at my head. Here. She cleaned and wiped my head. You don't need stitches. She covered it with a bandage and then wrapped gauze around my head. When she was finished, she grabbed her tray. Thank you. I'll see if Ben can bring you some food. She got up and made her way to the stairs. Melissa, what does your dad plan to do with us? I don't know. Well, he had you fix Mark's leg. It must be good, right? I really don't know. I was trying to read her, get any information I could. But maybe if you could ask him? I'm sorry, he doesn't tell me anything. But... Forget it, Ava. She doesn't know. We have to get to California. I have family there. I'm sorry. Melissa hung her head a moment before going up the stairs. I'll have Ben bring you food. Shit. You really think she knows what her dad wants to do? He doesn't even know. But why fix your leg then? Practice? I don't know. At least you left the light on for us. What is it, boy? Timmy in a well? Mark, stop. The man looked at me with saddened eyes. Hey, I have an idea. What kind of idea? I stood up with my arm still behind me. I had to shimmy my way up the pipe, bracing against it. I turned my body a bit to face more towards the stranger. Then I slipped off my shoe. Ava, what are you doing? Sorry for doing this. 
I put my foot on the man's face and used my toes to hook under the cloth gag. I pushed down. I could see him wiggling his chin. Eventually, I was able to snag the cloth, push it down the man's face. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. They've had me like that for two days. Really? They didn't like me begging for help. I sat back down. Is it true what they say? You burned their house down? We had strict orders. To burn everything? Yes. Why? Well, they thought the area was infected. Infected how? Those ships. You've seen them, right? Big mothers. We saw one over Columbus. Ohio? You were in Ohio? Yes. I'm from Ohio. Greenville. How was the area infected? The... The ships. They spray something. I don't know what it is, some kind of weird slime, but we got word that it spread over here. There was word that it may change people, like the creatures do. You know that, right? We know. They bite you, you turn. Yeah, we know. Well, uh, the ships, uh, the shit they spray, Sergeant said the ship traveled through. I didn't see any slime, but we torched everything anyway. We were ordered to do it, to burn it all and kill. He trailed off livestock? Everything. Jesus. You know, I didn't agree with it, but it was orders. They said we had to do it. They tried using quarantine zones, but too many were getting overrun. I heard the sergeant say that orders were to take out everything. We were in a quarantine zone when it was overrun. They couldn't hold him. I was stationed at one just outside of Springfield. But there were too many of those things. A bunch of us made it out, reached another zone. Then we were ordered here. They have to know I'm missing by now. But my patrol won't double back. Where are you stationed now? The orders came through to cleanse this area. We were making our way to an outpost set up in a small town. Um, Parsons, I think. And you have no idea what the ships were spraying? No. I only heard about it. But it can't be good, can it? So you didn't notice anything different when you came through? No, nothing. But we still burned it all, you know, just in case. Well, that's great. No answers, and we're still trapped here. We have to get out. Those guys are crazy. Crazy? But you did burn their property. I could feel his remorse. As he stared at the ground. I came into their house looking for food. Seth was looking for alcohol, but I just wanted food, I swear. We were running low. They said supplies were low in Parsons, too. Seth found some booze and took off. I should have just left with him, but... Then the next thing I know, BAM! Hit on the head by these fucking hillbillies, and Seth never came back for me. We have to get out of here. They're nuts. I'm telling you. Maybe we can talk our way out? 
I don't think it's going to work with Daddy. Oh, I hope they bring food. I'm starving. I haven't eaten anything since they put me in here. You know, we're here because of you. Because they lost everything, they took all our stuff. All our supplies, our truck. I was just following orders. Right. The man's name was Carson Follows. He had only been in the army six months. He was 20, dropped out of college and joined. College wasn't for him. He told us that the last person he talked to was his sister when the rocks first began falling. Then he was put on a truck and sent to Springfield. Everything happened so fast. We told him of our time in New York and how we made it to a quarantine zone, barely making it out when it was overrun. Those things bite you and leave you. Then they move on to the next person. They turn people on purpose. We saw that. We continued to talk about the creatures. Carson had no idea what was in the ships. Only speculations. Eventually, the basement door opened and someone was making their way down the steps. Ava, your shoe! I quickly slipped it back on. I knew why Mark warned me. They would see Carson's mouth uncovered, and I didn't want them knowing I helped. Hey, I brought you food. It was the kid Mark had hit with the rock. Apparently this was Adam's son, the one who knocked me out. He too had a bandaged head. Melissa said I should. He had two bowls on the tray. Here's soup and crackers. We don't have much else. You have what was in our truck. Mark, stop. Thank you. Ben. Thank you, Ben. I'm starving. Ben looked confused to see Carson without a gag. It fell out, luckily. I couldn't breathe. Ben nodded and put a bowl in front of me. Then he sat the other one in front of Mark. I only brought two. He can have some of mine. That statement seemed to make Ben uneasy. He can have my crackers. Ben nodded and put the crackers down on Carson's lap. Um, I hate to be a bother, but how are we supposed to eat these with our hands tied behind our backs? Ben walked to the stairs and looked up at the door. I could see a revolver in his waistband. Melissa! What? Where are the keys? To the locks? Dad gave them to Mom. Get them. You can't do that. Get them, Melissa. Ben stood by the staircase, waiting. The soup in front of me smelled good. Looked like chicken noodle. Eventually, Melissa made her way downstairs. She whispered something to her brother. He nodded. Okay. Melissa is going to free one hand so you can eat. He pulled out his revolver and held it up. If you try anything, I'll shoot. It was odd coming from him. The other night, Mark had overpowered him, and I remember seeing the fear in his eyes as Mark almost ended his life. She undid my lock and freed my right hand. Then she went to Mark.
I'm left-handed. She too seemed confused that Carson was able to talk. She hesitated a moment, then freed Carson's hand. We all ate silently while Ben and Melissa watched. Every once in a while, they would whisper to each other. Carson scrubbed down his crackers. After we finished, Melissa gathered up the bowls and locked us up again. We're going to turn off the light now. It's getting dark and we can't have lights on at night. Thank you again. It was good. You're welcome. I saw Mark roll his eyes. The light went off, and Melissa and Ben made their way upstairs. When the door shut, we were once again drowned in darkness. End of All Hope Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Hope Ennis as Ava Nick Engelhardt as Mark Co-starring Michael Mola, Lucas Webley, Amber Lynn Nicole, and Chris Davis Music provided by Eldritch T'Challa at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Dylan Mixer at DMixMusic.com if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit www.7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one. This has been a Seven Lamb production.